0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson, NBC. Today, I'm so excited. My returning guest is Greg Oliar. I love him. I love having Greg on. Woohoo! So before we start talking... The Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com startmeup and don't forget. Forget. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Greg Oliar. Welcome back to the show, Greg.
1: Thanks for having me. Nice to be back.
0: Well, it's the end of the year, so I had to have you back. You haven't been on as much. I know you're busy and all that stuff, so it's good to have you here. And you know what? I mean, obviously, this whole fucking year has been kind of stress. And it- Really? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. But this the, the year is ending in a really positive way. I mean, Brittany Griner is safe. I mean, are you tired yeah, of all was the nice. winning, Greg? <laughs> I, I really
1: I like hearing that.
0: Yes, <laughs> that is okay. so awesome, and I'm not tired of all the winning. Um, and then we also got the 51 Senate seats. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who made that happen. Um, so I want to ask you: Were you? I can't even remember. I know the last time I talked to you was September, but were you okay. feeling optimistic in the days leading up to the midterms? How were you feeling as we were, you know, approaching?
1: I was optimistic because I'm um, naturally optimistic and hopeful and probably naive and dumb. But
0: <laughs> no, uh, you're not. As it turns
1: out <laughs> in this case, it was OK. Like, yeah, I kind of figured we'd be OK in the Senate. And to my way of thinking, the Senate is really the most important yeah. of the, or the more important of the two bodies, because, you know, with 51 now, we we can really, you know we don't yeah. have to worry so much about mansion and cinema. We can get things, you know, um, approved and mm-hmm. confirmed and all that stuff. And it, it just gives us more power to do more things. And even though we lost the house, uh, the margins are very mm-hmm. slim mm-hmm. and good luck. Kevin McCarth, trying to get that <laughs> fucking clown show together. Um, I, you know that even if Herschel Walker had won, mm-hmm do you really think that anybody can wrangle that guy and yeah. he's just going to do what they say? Like, good luck with that. Right. So I don't know. You have like, you know, these Marjorie Taylor green types now are going to um, walk roughshod over McCarthy. Mm-hmm. If, if he's even winds up being the speaker. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think we know that for sure yet. Um, you know, he, he's it's, 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 they're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. So I, I think they're too fractious and, You know, Republicans in disarray, as the saying
0: (laughs) goes. I know it's lovely, isn't it? Even though the media doesn't fucking say that, but whatever. Um, Although they are starting to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so here's a couple of different things. I'm just throwing them together. So obviously, we've got the election is over now, and (laughs) we heard that Trump has even more documents than we thought, and we've got Jack Smith in the picture. So. What do you? How do you see this going? I mean, obviously, there's l- a lot of people who are just going to say nothing's ever going to happen. I am not one of those people. I am one of those people who feels like, yeah, we're absolutely going to see indictments, but I don't know, and we will probably see prosecutions. But are we? At, what are we going to see in in like sentencing, uh, sentencing? I can't sentencing. <laughs> sentence and, sentence is a I, nice I, town. <laughs>
1: Really pretty spot
0: Sentencing (laughs) um, Especially where Trump is concerned But um, What do you think Okay, well, let me just throw this other thing in there Because obviously yesterday uh, Was it yesterday? No, it was the day before that Herschel Walker one, and then we um, Found out that the uh, Trump organization Was found guilty on fraud on every count So there's all this shit Yeah, I know, it's like just a few days ago There's so much fucking news And We've got this whole thing, you know, there are people who are saying, okay, well, Trump's going to run for president, blah, 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 but we're not taking into account what could, po- you know, could possibly happen with indictments. So with all that, like, how do you feel, like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think anything's going to happen before the end of the year? Do you think it's going to happen in 2023? How do you see this going as far as indictments?
1: You know, speaking of um, sentenced to, and vacation, status, <laughs> I was on vacation um, when the Mueller report dropped. Okay. And I, I um, came back in from the beach and I sat at the computer and I read over the thing. And my first thought was, well, God, he can't run for reelection now. Yeah. And I was wrong. He did. And uh, he almost won. So, you know, the, this guy seems to be impervious to things that would kill most people Mm -hmm. politically. Mm -hmm. Right. He just is. And whether that's because he's been protected by the FBI and, and the, uh, in the ways that that LB has gone into, yeah. uh, you know, as a confidential informant, whether it's just you know people being very reluctant to uh, go after a sitting president because of the precedent that sets, I don't know. So anything that you know that involves him personally, I just take with a big grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Like I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. However. Having said that, and I don't remember if I, I don't think we've spoken since the, the files were, you know, he no, stole I don't the think files. So. I don't to remember. me, if you're going after him for, you know, like that, the first impeachment, the Ukraine stuff, mm-hmm. that's a hard sell. Yeah. It's hard to explain what he did wrong. A lot of people don't understand it. You know, you're going to get a jury to convince, to convict him. Maybe, you know, it's, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. J six is complicated. We all know that he was behind it and that he was the guy that was going to benefit from it, mm-hmm. but to prove in a court of law in front of a jury that he did this thing is going to be complicated. And the only way to do that is to do what the DOJ is doing, which is go up the food chain. Now they've, they've gotten civicious conspiracy out of it. Are they going to keep going? Who knows? Mm-hmm complicated however stealing the documents that ain't fucking complicated (laughs) there's nothing that any normal person can't perceive there as being wrong he is he took something that wasn't his that he wasn't allowed to have and it's something that's majorly about national security secrets Mm -hmm. you know you cannot take classified documents everybody knows that and he did Mm -hmm. and he put them at Mar-a-Lago, this this spy-infested yeah. shithole in Florida, where you know all you have to do is pretend to be like uh, a Rothschild, and you could just waltz right mm-hmm. in, you know. And that's bad. So you know, I, I a friend of mine who's a, a trial lawyer said, this is the easiest thing. He's like, anybody who has passed the bar can prosecute this. It's a one witness case. Hey, FBI guy, did you find the things there? Yes, I did. Okay, you're witness. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing complicated about it. So to my, th- this Jack Smith guy, and everybody's having their Jack Smith-gasm now. And <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna wait <laughs> on that. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna wait. I can't do this again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, kick in that football when lucy is holding it again however we're gonna know quickly i think because mm-hmm. if i'm him i'm prosecuting him for that right away mm-hmm. and it's not complicated it doesn't take much there isn't any of this well he's the president and this was classified and this was not cla- it doesn't make any difference he wasn't supposed to have the shit mm-hmm. he had it they asked for it back he lied all of this stuff like he knew what he was doing that's an easy, easy conviction. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff can wait. If he, if they nail him on that, he's done. He can't run again. It's just going to, you know, it's going to blow the whole thing to smithereens. Now, having said that, the Republican Party is so deeply enmeshed with him mm-hmm. that I don't know if it can divorce itself from him anytime soon. Although there are signs that it's trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last two election cycles have just been catastrophic. If you're a MAGA, I think that you know the, the American people don't want this. They don't want fascism. They mm-hmm. don't want what he's selling. They don't want him. Yeah. They're tired of his of him. He's a fucking buffoon. He's a criminal, and he's a he's a rotten human. Yeah, and I think everyone knows this now. Yeah. there's no ambiguity about it. So, you know, if you're the Republicans, why are you gonna you know? stay in bed with this guy. Mm-hmm. I would think that they would want to get rid of him, you know, and, and disown him. And I think that they're trying Rupert yeah. Murdoch disowning him. Yes. Is huge, it huge, is. huge. He cannot win without Fox News. Yeah. He can't. Um, I don't know that DeSantis can win with them, but that's. Not...
0: Well, it's funny so, that you use the word yeah, divorce because I said, I said in my notes here, I said, it's clear, it's clear that the GOP can't afford Donald Donald. But he's still the de facto leader of the party, and I believe the divorce from the Frankenstein they created is a slow but steady campaign that he is an albatross around their necks. And so Liz Peek, which I've never heard of her. I don't know if you know who she is, but she wrote for Fox News, and it was an opinion piece. Here's the title. Herschel Walker just uh, wait, I typed it wrong – lost. I guess Herschel Walker just lost – or wrote, that's what it is, Trump's political – Obituary, And then she says, it's time for Donald Trump to step away from politics. Now, granted, this is not coming from Sean Hannity or, you know, or fucking Tucker Carlson. But I I'm going to go ahead and assume, because Rupert Murdoch is finished with him and that's very clear, that it's, I think, what it will be is this kind of slow rumble. So it starts with the smaller opinion pieces and eventually... I guess maybe they could be taking the temperature of the base because the way that I look at this is I know there are a number of people who are obsessed with Donald Trump, but it seems to me that because like at least the history of the Republican Party is they just go with whoever is their leader. And if they pick a new leader, unless it's someone that the the base just fucking hates, they're just going to go with that new leader because they did that before with Donald Trump. So many of them hated Donald Trump. But then now they all fucking love him. I mean, I look at my aunt, and she liked Ted Cruz. I don't know how anyone in the world could like Ted Cruz, but she does. And then, you know, she didn't like Donald Trump, but then Donald Trump became the nominee, and then he became the president, and then she literally said Donald the, Donald Trump is the best president we've ever had. <laughs>
1: God. Well, what does we mean? The Russian people? I mean, I don't know. You know, it depends yeah. on what we mean. We That's is doing true. a lot of work in that sentence, to put it that way.
0: Yeah, well, so, I, I would...
1: I, I don't know. Opinion changes very, very quickly, Yeah. Uh, and nobody knows this more than, than Murdoch and how to make the opinion change. I don't think that Ron DeSantis has any kind of appeal no. outside of his constituency in Florida. I think he is a, clearly a uh, snake
0: uh-huh. and,
1: and not a very good person, and he's also... He's boring to listen to. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't have like. I get why people liked Trump initially uh-huh. in 2016. He's oh, he's outside the system and he says what he wants and blah blah blah. I get all that. Mm-hmm. And he's you know he's a charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. When he's standing on stage talking, you stop and listen to him. Yeah. Even if, if you don't, you know he you know he has that capability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Desantis does not. No. Mike Pence does not. No. <laughs> So, they they don't have anybody. Ted Cruz kind of does. He's much more charismatic than those two in in terms of just being able to stand on stage and Mm -hmm. talk and have people listen to you, you know? And that's kind of part of the job. So, but we're looking at this the wrong way in a sense. Like, historically speaking, incumbent presidents don't lose Mm reelection unless they totally suck. Mm And Joe Biden has been the best president of my yeah, lifetime. I know. He's delivered enormous, like, tangible mm-hmm. results, not just for me, but for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. once they start spending money on the broadband, and capping the insulin, and all this other the, – the, the, de- the student debt, uh, these are all huge things that are going to have amazing, positive impacts on people's lives. Like, lots and lots of people. And he's doing well with – You know the foreign policy stuff with the Putin and the and Ukraine and all of that. Like he's a really good president, and people like him. He's not an unlikable guy. You know, if you're just decided that you're going to hate the Democrat no matter what, fine. Mm -hmm. But like an an impartial person, after observing him, isn't going to be like that guy sucks. (laughs) You know, they're going to be like, no, he's a good guy because he is. You know. Obama picked him to be the vice president mostly because Obama liked hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's remember that. So, yeah. uh, as long as he is alive and reasonably functional in two years, he's <laughs> A, running, and B, winning. So yeah. all of this, well, Biden shouldn't run. Who will, who will run? Fuck yeah, that. I know. Anybody that writes that, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just put your fucking pen down and go away. Mm-hmm. That adds nothing to the discourse at all. That's mm-hmm. a That's a masturbatory exercise and just shut up. That's like Chris Saliza level shit. Yes. And it gets you laid off from CNN is what it does.
0: (laughs) Thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Chris. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, well, first of all, I totally agree with you that I think that I was hearing, you know, we were hearing that younger progressives and, and liberals were worried about Biden, right? That they didn't feel confident with him in 2024. But we are seeing absolute, like, I mean, the numbers for young people voting is, is just so impressive. Plus, we've got these people like Victor Shee and San, Santiago Mayer, and, oh, I can't remember that girl's name who... Um, she, Olivia, Olivia something,
1: yeah, In Texas.
0: Julian yeah. or something, she, she's fucking amazing. And so we've got these young people that are so inspiring and they're not only, you know, doing their shit on Twitter, they're actually going out and doing grassroots stuff. And they're, we're seeing, we're, they're helping to save democracy. They're a huge reason where before, you know, we were complaining that young people don't vote, which I, I was one of them. So I totally get, I get why people were not interested in voting. But I think, you know, it's like people who are comfortable are usually not moved to make any changes or to do anything different. But as soon as you become uncomfortable, all of a sudden, yeah, now you recognize the importance of voting. So they've been made to feel very uncomfortable uh, so many different ways, whether it's bodily autonomy or climate or whatever. um, The young people are coming out. So I am hopeful about that. And I, you know, I believe that we're going to continue to see the youth vote going up. But now, now when you said Joe Biden's going to win, here's my concern. And, and I'm concerned that we are probably not going to get a voting rights act um, passed with this, obviously with this new Congress. So there's still a little bit of the fear of, you know, the Republican suppression and all that. So moving into 2024, do you do you feel I mean, we're already in that election season, you know, don't don't shoot the messenger. That's the that's the country we're in now. It's just constantly an election season. And we're always talking about who's going to be running and everything. So do you feel really solid moving into this? Yes. Well, that's um, good to know.
1: I, I do. I, I think, you know, for the reasons you said, I think the, the youth vote is up. Um, And now they have time. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was going to be if we lose the Senate and lose the House, Mm he's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, that's not the case now. And you go by historical markers Mm -hmm. to to not collapse in the midterms is not something that happens very often. Mm -hmm. It is indicative. It's indicative of two things. One, people don't like Trump. And two, people like Biden. They Mm -hmm. do. And that's, I think, the the MAGA idiots know this, and that's why they focus their attention on trying to demonize him in every way, Mm -hmm. with the, you know, let's go Brandon and the FJB and all of course all the attacks on Hunter. They're trying so hard to make people not like Joe Biden, to make him seem like he's corrupt or this or that, and he isn't. Mm -hmm. He just isn't. He's just not. That you can say a lot of things about it but that's not one of the things. And when you're the guy you're trotting out there is a corrupt fascist mm-hmm. who hangs out with Nazis, like legit Nazis, we're gonna we're gonna go with Joe. You know that's just how it is. Yeah. And uh, I I I think that yeah we're in election season, but a lot of this is going to be Republican primary season where there's going to be a lot of them eating each other. <laughs> if Trump gets a foothold, Liz Cheney will probably run as an independent. That's going to interesting. Kill both of their chances.
0: Wow, right. I didn't even think of it that way before.
1: She she basically said that's what she was going to do. Wow! Oh my god, it. she she, <laughs> she hinted at it. So, I, but I don't think he's going to get the nomination anyway. The mm-hmm. only thing that scares me is if they ran uh, if they run like a Gen X woman. That would yeah. be complicated. But who? Then you're Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. No. maybe Christy Noem. Maybe. You know, she's already in trouble with some legal shit there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that they have anybody that they can really throw out there. The, the person they had was Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. And the GOP cannot divorce itself from Trump and go to her now. Mm-hmm. It's too late. They had a moment when they could have done it, and that moment has passed.
0: Wow. Wow, that's really amazing. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't even – think. I wish she would do that with any of them, but of course she won't. Um, now, let me ask you this because I just – I don't understand – Why the Republican Party, I I know that they've got to please their, you know, hungry Trumpian base, right? So, yes, they've got this monster and they've got to keep that monster in mind. But it just seems to me that through Fox News and through all of the messengers that they have, the very good messengers that they have, why couldn't they like kind of do a 180, recognize, all right, Trumpism is not working for us and, you know, we saw something, you know, you've got this Glenn, Glenn Youngkin prototype where he looks like dad in his sweater vest and he's soft spoken and he's a hypocrite and he doesn't say the quiet part out loud. He knows exactly how to play it. And I think he would be, in my opinion, a way to overcome the losses that they've been going through. Do you think they're going to get that? And I hope that they don't. But do you think they're going to get that? Or do you think that they feel so beholden to this angry base that they just keep having to throw out the chum for them?
1: I think it's that. The, the time that they had to fix the party was during the first impeachment, um, which was right before COVID. Mm-hmm. And they all knew that the guy was bad most of them personally, I think don't like it very mm-hmm. much. All it would have taken was Mike Pence and a couple of senators, like two or three to sort of have a press conference, make a principled stand against mm-hmm. him. And that would have been it. Wow. And they, they could have joined together. Mike Pence would have taken over as president in January, 2020, maybe the COVID or 20, whatever year that was 2020. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then maybe the COVID thing wouldn't have been as bad mm-hmm. if it wasn't Trump and Kushner in there trying mm-hmm. to monetize it. And maybe Pence wins, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he's, if, if you know, he has then a year to kind of be in the job, mm-hmm. establish himself as a thing. And Pence, you know, he is a good talker. Pence is a guy that when he talks, um, he doesn't have the, the humor and, the, and that yeah. kind of charisma, but he does have a very... Meditative, soothing <laughs> way of speaking, uh, which makes you feel at ease, yeah. which people like. That's that element of him people like. So, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. And to me, that's one of the greatest mysteries of this time. Like, why the fuck didn't you do it then? That was the moment. You still had power. You still had control. You had all this time. That you could have worked this guy in there, put in people that weren't that were Republicans but weren't crooks, mm-hmm. and reinvented the party sort of on the fly, and then run against Joe. Like why not? But yeah. like, they didn't. And I had Amanda Carpenter, who's over at the Bulwark, on my show last year or earlier this year, whatever it was. And I asked her this, and she said they need the votes. They need Trump's people. They cannot win without them. And uh, that seemed. I mean, she knows about this more than I do, and that seems to be. Uh, informing everything that they do, mm-hmm. you know they they don't want to piss these people off because remember, Trump brought a lot of people that didn't usually vote to the polls. Hmm. Yeah, he did, and uh, even if you look at the numbers from the last time from 2020, he got a lot of votes. Yes, yeah, he did, he really did. He, in places like Florida and California, yeah. people that had never voted before came out of the woodwork or out of the basement or wherever <laughs> they were and voted for this guy. And they're not going to vote for Mike Pence. They're not going to vote for DeSantis. That's just, you Hmm. know, they're just not, I don't think.
0: That's interesting. Um, Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be back after this message hey everybody this is Kimberly just reminding you if you're not already a patron of the show please visit patreon.com slash start take a look at the front page you'll see all the different tiers that I offer you'll see all the amazing guests that I've interviewed take a look see what works for you and sign up become a patron today patreon.com slash start me up all right we are back so do you think that what happens with Trumpism does it what happens with it
1: well what what do you mean by trump
0: well i mean this whole idea okay first of all one of my main concerns like with especially with desantis and who did i have on um who said that he didn't think desantis was going to necessarily um try to stay in power forever but you know i'm concerned that the republican party now is just a one note on never handing you know never uh doing the smooth transition of power, um, that they're going to try to basically just make this an authoritarian state, country, and, uh, you know, I just, I'm just i I'm blanking, I believe, <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but they just didn't think that DeSantis would necessarily, uh, you know, hold that up, that he would say, all right, fine, I lost. But it's hard for me to imagine that any republic at this point is going to Admit that they lost. I mean, I know they don't have the charisma Donald Trump may have and, you know, they may not, you know, do another one six or whatever. But that's kind of my main concern. There's other things involved, which we can get into in a minute with like domestic terrorism. But just politically speaking with this Trumpism, clearly it's it's showing us we've seen in all these elections since Donald Trump since 2016 that Trumpism is losing. Yet they're kind of not letting go of it because we've got this base who doesn't want to let go of it. So I'm just like I'm trying to figure out what happens to the political Trumpism as well as, you know, like we're seeing people, domestic terrorists showing up at, you know, drag clubs and and committing violence. And, you know, we're going to see other random acts of violence because of them. But I'm just speaking, you know, I guess primarily politically, you know, like where does it go? do they find a new way or do they just have to keep trying to be authoritarians?
1: I mean, the reality of the situation is that most Americans don't want that. Mm -hmm. And that's just the facts. There are people that do. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, fascistic tendencies, certainly in the evangelical community and places like that, where, uh, you know, people are raised to be more, um, Hold into authority, mm-hmm. right? And that's what, what they're trying to cultivate. And they do the same shit that Putin does. Let's attack the LGBTQ community. We're going to talk about family values. We're going to do, um, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same old tired playbook. Yeah. Most Americans don't want that. Most Americans don't want what's going on in Texas now with abortion rights, yeah. they don't want it. It's fucking awful, and they shouldn't because it's ridiculous and awful, yeah. and people are dying because Greg Abbott is a is a disgusting, uh, power-hungry asshole, you know, and there, there's no good reason for anything there. Now. It's completely self-inflicted on that state, and it's sad and mm-hmm. awful. Most Americans don't want that, um, and the ones that do don't probably haven't been in a position where they understand why they don't
0: want it. Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you overcome something that you know only a third at most americans want you can't you know you either get your fascist government going which certainly the supreme court is trying to do Mm -hmm. i mean alito and clarence thomas are they're just fascists they just are and i'm not sure about some of these you know roberts and gorsuch and i think amy Covid will just do whatever the, (laughs) the other two say yeah so you know that's a danger but that's also easily taken care of by expanding Court. Mm-hmm. you know you do that there, there are things that must be done we must protect voting rights we must expand the course but in the short term um you know the fascists in the united states if they want a leader who is it now mm-hmm. if trump goes away um i don't see a logical uh mm-hmm. viable successor so you know which is good mm-hmm. um you know maybe those tendencies will always be there but Um, I don't know, you know, in a sense, not that we shouldn't worry about them and give them power, but Mm -hmm. they have they don't have that much. They don't have the constituency, Hmm. the real fascists. They just don't. Even the militias and these people. How many people like that are there? Really? Yeah. I mean, really, how many people are there in the United States that are going to be like, you know what? It's worth spending 20 years in jail so I can go because I can go do this thing at a drag club. Like, are are there really that many people? I'd like to think there aren't. Right. You know, most people are law-abiding people and want everybody to get along and all that stuff. Most people, Mm -hmm. certainly most people in the United States. And we have a history that's, you know, a quarter of a millennium long where we are a democracy. Unlike in Russia, which has just lived under Mm iron-fisted dictators since the 1500s. Yeah. So, you know, it, and culturally, that matters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it just does. So, um, you know, as long as we can, as things don't get violent, violent,
0: right.
1: um, we're going to be okay. You know, there <sighs> is a line of violence that I think once we cross, it would be really, really dangerous. Um, that, that would make me afraid. Yeah. But, you know, apart from that, I think that temperamentally, People are sick of this. They're just sick of it. Nobody wants to hear from Trump. You know, they're just tired of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and then, and then there is the, okay, like, we, we get through the fucking midterms, but right before the midterms, right before fucking Elon Musk owns Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. because of that, now we're seeing Kanye and Milo and this fucking Nick Fuentes guy and all these people are, you know, pounding their chests. And I'm just, I'm wondering, and oh, and then, oh my God, the fucking Matt Taibbi thing. I think maybe one of the only decent good things that's coming out of it is because he, I guess, Elon gave Matt Taibbi all that information about, uh, you know, Hunter Biden and Twitter. Now we're seeing a bunch of articles and a bunch of people tweeting about the real Matt Taibbi. And I'll say, I don't know if I'm going to say her name, F- Filipovic, is that her name, Jill? Filipovic, she yeah. she tweeted out, she goes, just a little reminder that Matt Taibbi is a pig who terrorized women and relished in misogynistic attacks and co-wrote a book in which his 30-something co-author bragged about sex with teenagers and threatening to kill his girlfriend if she didn't abort. And there was this like whole thread on how horrible they are, and she's got stuff to back it up. I'm so fucking disappointed in Matt Taibbi. But I mean, I'm I'm just like, I'm wondering where... I know we're all kind of just on Twitter still and going, okay, what's going to happen? But do you have any kind of feeling about what's going to (laughs) happen?
1: Well, first of all, wait, there was a time when you weren't aware that Matt Taiby was bad. I just thought that was coming out. No, I I kind of knew. He he literally has a podcast called Useful Idiots. Yeah. I mean, you know? I know know (laughs) that I
0: knew he was bad for a long time, but I think most people didn't.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, the fact that Elon Musk had to resort to Matt Taibbi, mm-hmm. the carrier of his water, says a lot. Um, and th- when I pointed that out, they they put my my tweet on Fox News. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and they they smudged out the word bullshit. So it was not beer <laughs> to offend the, the, the watchers of this eleven o'clock Greg Gutfeld show. Uh,
0: <laughs> Oh my God! Well, congratulations for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so, th- when Elon Musk was going to take over Twitter, I wrote something about it on the 28th of October, saying, "Okay, it makes no sense that he would buy this to destroy it." However, that's probably you know mm-hmm. he's he's clearly a chaos agent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he really thinks he's making it better or if it's just the guys financing this that want this to happen mm-hmm. and want it to break. And I wrote a long paragraph detailing all the things he could do to fuck it up. And he's done almost every single wow. thing that I wrote. So uh, who could have seen this coming? <laughs> well, me. Actually, not only that, I had a very modest position in, in Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. I had like, I don't know, 10 shares or something. And I sold them in the spring as soon as he as wow. soon as he announced he was going to buy Twitter. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I see this guy. I know he's a fucking fraud.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know who he's working for, if he's just completely dumb mm-hmm. or if he really is working for a hostile Foreign Powers. Because remember, not only did he take over two weeks before the election, yes. he was also openly courting yes. China with the Taiwan policy. Openly courting Putin with mm-hmm. the, you know, let's do peace in Ukraine now bullshit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know th- these aren't things that you do. And then to 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 do this all just to bring back Nazis, literal Nazis, the yeah. platform is, uh, you know, that why would you do that? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, it, it, if the sky on of a South African emerald mine owner doesn't know right from wrong, <laughs> who does? Who does? <laughs> I <ask> you, right? <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you, but do you think that this site is eventually just going to become unusable? Is that what your prediction is?
1: I don't know. There's so much money in it. I yeah. mean, you know, I get that he's rich, and I also get that he's rich because forces are just giving him money. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a lot of money to lose just to destroy something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, not only the, the purchase price, but whatever his stock positions are, in Tesla, and SpaceX stuff like he's every day that this goes on he loses more money and his future is fucked nobody's going to give him money ever mm-hmm. again Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the, the the shady people will. Right. But no, no, no self-respecting businessman is going to be like, you know, who's be good with my money? <laughs> Elon Musk, because they're because he's not. He's clearly demonstrably not. Yeah. Like he, the only person who behaved more dumbly in the last month than Elon Musk is like Herschel Walker. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and honestly, I'd rather have Herschel running t- Twitter yeah, at this point. Me too. Um, he doesn't have a job, and he's already in Texas. So. <laughs> Um, the whole thing was just so so dumb. And uh, did you, did you see when he during that brief period where you could buy a blue check for mm-hmm. eight bucks or whatever, you know, people would put up these things that you know it was saying it was Tesla.
0: Right. Oh, right. Yes.
1: He, yeah. It's a picture of him and Galen saying yes. Uh, thanks to our founders. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, oh, it's just a crazy. You know, it's so. And everyone knew this would happen. Yeah. And
1: he let it happen anyway. So either he's so stupid mm-hmm. that he didn't know or he wanted it to happen and it's happening on purpose. I'm leaning, I'm leaning I toward that. Back in October. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, well, I, I can't imagine that this is not. I mean, I don't, I, it's hard to say exactly what's going on, but I do feel like this is on purpose. It just seems too. I don't know, It's there's too much that goes, you know, when when he starts praising the Republican Party and, you know, doing all that shit, Putin and all that, it's like, yeah, that's not good. And when you think about the influence, because I think Facebook is the biggest or has the most people, it's the biggest social media site, but Twitter is definitely the most influential. And it really yes. sucks because, I mean, I know that there've always there's always been problems with Twitter, but so many of us love it that we're on it all the fucking time. And it is like the one platform where you can directly tag somebody like Ted Cruz and say they have no balls and there's a good chance that he's going to see it unless he's muted you. Um, you could do that on Facebook, but I doubt, I doubt these people are reading their Facebook comments, but they do read their Twitter comments. So it's, it's just an amazing website and it, it's going to suck because so many of us have – put our fucking time and our hearts and all of it in building you know the followings we have and we all have different reasons for having these followings some of us just do it for activism some of us do it because we've got blogs and podcasts and 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 it's a combination of it and all of that but it's it's been a lot of work and i know what it's like to lose this huge massive platform that you've spent years building so I'm just wondering, yeah. too, you know, I mean, we're seeing right now Christopher Boozy is talking about a new site and there's post news. I'm kind of hopeful that this thing with Elon, even though it will definitely if he if he chooses to let the site become unusable over a period of time or if it just crashes for whatever reason. Um, I'm hopeful that the. The result will be social media that's a little bit more. I don't know, like the listens like takes care of their of their users. I hate calling them users, but takes care of their users and 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 really cuz like you know, in some cases I don't give a shit if somebody on Twitter says fuck you to me. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to report them. Because yeah. give me a fucking break. But, you know, when it comes down to targeted harassment and all that stuff, Twitter has not always been the best. Occasionally they do a good job, but sometimes they just ignore And so do you, do you agree? Do you think that this is maybe going to bring about maybe a better kind of a social media community, or do you think it's just going to keep doing what it's been doing?
1: I don't know. I mean, in my piece in October, I, I called it the tower of Babylon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I really do think that Twitter's like the tower of Babel. Like it's the place where everyone comes together to communicate. And now, you know, the God said, no, we can't have that nice thing. Um, So yeah, I mean, there's also the the news aspect of it. Like the best thing about Twitter, really, is is the ability to get news immediately. Yeah, almost instantaneous. Yes. in some cases. From from you know, if you have a niche interest, no matter what it is, you can learn so much on Twitter that you just yeah. can't elsewhere. And uh, I I don't know you know, LB, my friend, Lincoln's Bible, Stephanie. Uh, says, you know, we we thought we owned this whole time, but we're really just renters, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's now it. there's a slumlord that's bought mm-hmm. the building, and he's letting the rats in, and the cockroaches, and all that stuff, and, uh, you know, she's right mm-hmm. to a degree, so you know, maybe the future is this, if it, this sort of decentralized federation of Mastodon servers with instances, <laughs> which all of these words sound like Star Trek to me, but um, <laughs> you know it's the federation of mastodon it's, you know it's like some <laughs> 1960s tv show and uh but you know maybe that's the, where it's headed but yeah. it's not the same thing because no. you can't quote tweet and you can't send dms yeah. and most of what i do on twitter is quote tweet and send dms so <laughs> you know, it's not from a from a day-to-day usage standpoint it doesn't do what i use twitter for most mm-hmm. of the time so um and, and in order to ramp up to the fact where you're getting the news from it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm sure it can be done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Meanwhile, you know, post is a really lovely, uh, elegant looking site, but it's still a site run by a rich guy, mm-hmm. you know, backed by who knows who. Mm-hmm. So we're all susceptible to mm-hmm. the same forces. We have to hope that some rich guy, uh, isn't an asshole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so far we have not had luck with this On mm-hmm. social media yeah. We've had a lot of rich guys who were assholes um, <laughs> on, on Facebook with, with Zuckerberg And the Cambridge Analytica stuff And you know the Jack Dorsey Twitter Period mm-hmm. was not great It was no. better than other things but not spectacular yeah. And now this is just a Fucking clown show <laughs> um, But you know he's a clown mm-hmm. and, and and that's it And it's uh, I, I just think it's an argument that we have to tax the rich More Yeah. <laughs>
0: A hundred percent. Well, and I think this is also an argument that your social media platforms should be diversified because I have been there and lost everything and it sucks. And so then, you know, we've got this going on and it's just uh, if I lose Twitter, I'm going to be fucking bummed. But it yeah. is what it no, is. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I we're all, upset all of about us. It for,
1: I'm still upset about it, but we you know what happened. I think I was upset for two weeks or yeah. whatever. And I think most people were. It's, it's, it's an affront. It's a, mm-hmm. a, and, and that's also part of what they, I think, wanted to have happen. You yes. Know, hundred... They wanted this. It, it's like, you know, the, the same visceral response as seeing those idiot kids throwing, like, soup on a Van Gogh. Yes, you know, you're yes. like, what the
0: fuck are you doing? <laughs>
1: <know>. you idiot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nobody likes to see that. No. It's just upsetting. So, um, you know, when those kids did that, it made me want to go out and buy, like, a gas-guzzling car. And, and whatever they were for, <laughs> I wanted to be
0: Exactly. <laughs> I know. they d- That was fucking dumb. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up. So this is we're coming on to the end of the year. I still have next week, and then I'm taking two weeks off. But... You're one of my last guests. So I haven't really asked any of my guests this recently. So what are your plans for Christmas? What you going to do?
1: Uh, Nothing. Jealous. <laughs> Christmas is actually my son's birthday. He oh, turns seventeen wow. on Christmas Day. Aww. So that in our house takes precedence over uh, the Santa Claus mm-hmm. related festivities. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm always, I, I always just enjoy whatever I have days off that they mm-hmm. are just days off that i don't have to do anything yeah because <laughs> i have a lot of jobs and, and, stuff, <laughs> and done, uh, you know it's yeah. nice to just have a couple of days to not do anything and when i tried very very conscientious about okay it's sunday and i need to relax and i'm going I, even though i have things to do I'm gonna sit on the couch mm-hmm. and half watch the jets while i <laughs> doze off um because it's important to do that for mm-hmm. your brain so i think that i think that's the answer
0: well that's yeah. good. what are you gonna do Oh, well, you know, I've got family and stuff, just different family events. And um, I always say, (laughs) I I hate saying this because it makes me sound like a complainer. But when I live, because I am, I am a complainer. But when I lived (laughs) in California with my mom and it was just the two of us, I mean, there were Christmases that we spent with other people and, and, uh, you know, everything. But a lot of our holidays were just the two of us. And I remember feeling a little bit sorry for myself because I wanted to have that big family thing. Well, now I'm back in the big family thing and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I kind of liked it when it was just the two of us. But uh but it is nice to be able to go see the family and, you know, I've got my niece and it was funny I texted you yesterday and it was and it, I sent it by mistake and it was about my niece. So, um <laughs> it's kind of fun because she's 8. And you know, I got oh, yeah. I got to say this. This is so fucking cool. The last time I was over there was on Thanksgiving and she was sitting there. And again, she's eight years old. And her mother is from um, Brazil. So she speaks her primary language is Portuguese, but she was also living in London for a long time. So my niece right now, I mean, she hears her mother, she, she talks to her mother, I think when she her mother speaks in Portuguese, my niece understands her, but doesn't speak Portuguese. So she's You know, it takes her a little while. Like the language thing is, it'll take a couple more years before I think she speaks really clearly because she's learning English from, you know, hearing Portuguese and hearing accents and all that stuff. But oh my God, this kid is so smart. And she was talking about uh, how did we get on this? But she was she was talking about Martin Luther King and um, Rosa Parks, and she was talking about the ability to protest and how the government can't tell you that you can't protest if you're peacefully pro I was like wow she's eight years old and she knows this shit I did not know this so I'm looking forward to spending time with her and baking cookies with her and doing all that good stuff and then um you know just the family typical family stuff that's all nothing nothing crazy yeah just relaxing and you know for those of you who don't know and I'm not saying at this point yet but I've started a new job and so I'm a social media manager. And so it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm starting and then I'm going to take a break and then I'll start in the new year again. So I'm kind of just like looking forward to this break in that I, you know, it'll be real time off and then I just go get right back into it. So that's all we're doing. Nothing crazy, just typical stuff. But I'm grateful because, you know, everyone knock on wood is healthy and uh, you got to enjoy as your parents age. You got to enjoy each individual year. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even as they blur into each other, yes. I've lost all track of time with COVID. I, I it's just like this long sludge of times. So mm-hmm. Did I'm you like, ever what get day COVID? Is it? What month is it? What year is it? I don't, I don't know. Did you ever?
0: <laughs> did you ever get COVID?
1: Um, no. Yeah. My wife had it, and I did not get it somehow. Wow. So I, I, yeah. Uh, I've, I did get the booster.
0: You did the nice. bivalent yeah. booster?
1: Well, I don't know. Whatever the recent one I got. The recent, yeah, that's bivalent. Two ago, yeah. yeah.
0: Me yeah, too. So, and hey, I heard that works. that's, yeah, It's yeah. I heard it's really good. I heard that it's uh, more, it protects you more than the other one. So yay, there's that. Um, And I haven't gotten it either. So I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't even want to talk about COVID. But so yeah. I'm just so grateful that you could come on the show. I really am because you're my easy like Sunday morning and I just love talking to you. And so happy birthday to your son. And Thank um, you. of course, before I let you go, tell everybody where to find you.
1: Um, well, I'm on Substack principally. That's uh, just gregoliard.substack.com. I, I write on Tuesday, Friday, and uh, oh, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> this is the <laughs> they're calling me to give blood every day, like three times a day. I, one of these days, they're just going to put me in a van and drag me. <laughs>
0: Um, we want your blood, Greg. I'm
1: on Substack. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that's Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. Um, I have a podcast on a very excellent uh, network um, that is, uh, yeah, has really good uh, social media team come in. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, <laughs> so you can check me out there, Prevail with Greg Oliar, and then I'm on the 5 with, eight with Stephanie LB on Friday nights live, 5 o'clock in LA, 8 o'clock in New York, and uh, that's been a lot of fun
0: we have do that for six months now sometimes. yeah so and i was on you know, it I, sure. yeah I, I think i've been on it twice now haven't i,
1: I yeah. yeah yeah
0: cool well of course you can find me at author kimberly still on twitter i'm also on post at author kimberly l-e-y my books are on amazon greg thanks for coming on and i hope you have a wonderful relaxing holiday
1: you too thanks thanks again for having me. always a pleasure
0: thank you talk to you later bye-bye